0: Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Mike with Joel once again for Growing in Grace, our podcast heard each week. Spent about 14 minutes together. Thank you for not only finding us. I don't know how you found us, but thanks for being there and for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, More importantly, uh, look for somebody to share this stuff with. Let somebody know. I I can't tell you how many people we've heard from who found out about the podcast from someone else. And they're just eating it up because they've been fed a lifeless religion. Um, they, They may have been a Christian for a long time but they're just not experiencing the abundant life. So, Joel, uh, good to be with you once again.
1: Yeah, and if a person did accidentally stumble upon us, thank you for accidentally stumbling (laughs) upon the podcast. (laughs)
0: Growingandgrace.org, by the way. I don't know where you're listening from, but growingandgrace.org is where our past programs are with the newest ones listed first. That's
1: right. And I know um, there was a mix-up on the uh, podcast feed. I create an ongoing feed. Um, that people can catch via iTunes, and I'm not sure if people have other ways of doing it, but last, a a week or two ago, somebody had uh, mentioned to me on Twitter that um, the podcast wasn't available yet, and I knew that I had posted it to growingandgrace.org and to Twitter and Facebook and all that, uh, but it turns out that the feed was wrong, so uh, anyway, there was a week about a week there, where it wasn't available via iTunes, and that was my fault, it was my mistake, And but it's all back and uh, and made right again. It's all technical stuff, so I won't get into it, but um, <laughs> Good. I, I've, I've <laughs> repented of making that mistake ever again, and so that's uh, a bad way of leading into what we're going to talk about here today. What a segue, what a segue. Horrible. Um, we do want to talk about
0: repentance, because, you know, I, I think a lot of people, they hear about I, I hesitate to refer to it as this, but let's just roll with it. They think this thing called hyper grace is giving people a license to sin, that we don't talk about repentance, we diminish the words of Jesus, none of which are true. They're just going by what they hear other people saying without ever really fully understanding the message of, of the gospel that we're trying to communicate, the difference between the old covenant and the new, and the accomplished work that was finished by Jesus Christ at the cross and through his resurrection. There's just a lot of misunderstandings, a lot of confusion out there. And so one of the things we want to address is repentance. Often we'll find people who will say, do you believe in repentance? Do you believe that people need to repent to be saved? And different questions put in different ways. And certainly as people of grace, we do believe in repentance, but it's often misunderstood as to what repentance is. So maybe right. that's one question we should ask. When somebody says, uh, do you think people need to repent? I'll say, yeah, repenting is a good thing, but what do you think it is? Joel, <laughs> well, what do you think most people think repentance is?
1: Well, I looked up the definition in English, and I've realized, and I've also seen other people write about this too, that the word repentance in English and then the word that's used in Greek, that's used in the Bible, they don't mean the same thing. And I think that's where a lot of uh, confusion comes from. Uh, basically, real short here, uh, I looked at dictionary.com and, and merriamwebster.com. And essentially what you got as definitions for the English word repentance, deep sorrow, contrition for a past sin or wrongdoing, uh, regret for any past action, to turn from sin and dedicate oneself to the amendment of one's life. That's the English definitions of uh, the word repentance. Now, the word that's used in the Bible that's translated as repentance and repent in uh, in English, that's a different word. It's a different meaning. It's metaneo and uh, metanoia. And uh, basically, same root for both of those words. But what those words mean, and here's what's key those words mean to change one's mind and it also means to think differently or afterwards that is to reconsider so repentance in the greek in the biblical sense of the word the word repent means to think differently to change your mind it has nothing to do the word in and of itself the word has nothing to do with your behavior it all has to do with how you think
0: yeah because when jesus came ministering to Israel to help redeem them from uh, the law that they were bound to. Mark chapter 1, now after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. So if the basic meaning of repent means to turn from your sin and start doing it right, And Jesus kind of had it backwards in the minds of most evangelicals anyway, because he said, you got to repent first, change your lifestyle first, if that's what repent really meant, uh, and then believe. But even most legalistic evangelicals, Joel, will say that salvation is a gift. You believe, and then you begin to repent. So that's the point, though, is that what does repent really mean? And you just brought it out. It, It implies to reconsider, to have a change of mind. Well, who is he speaking to? Jews under the law. What is it that Jesus wanted them to change their mind about and reconsider? It would be trying to attain righteousness through the commandments and through the old covenant law. Because uh, as Paul told us in Romans, they, they pursued it. Uh, they were pursuing righteousness, but they were doing it by works of the law and fell short. Uh, They were ignorant of God's righteousness, so Jesus is trying to transition them from one covenant into another that hadn't quite started yet, because if if repenting just means stopping the bad stuff and getting cleaned up, that would imply that we need to make ourselves presentable and acceptable to God before we believe, Uh, and these were people who were held under the bondage of 613 laws whose lives were consumed with it day by day, so I don't think Jesus was just stepping out here and saying, okay, you need to try harder uh, with this law thing that we presented to you a while back. Uh, I don't think that was the point at all. The, the point was you need to change your mind about that and transition towards believing in something different, namely him, Jesus.
1: Right. That's really what repentance in the biblical sense is. It's to change your mind. And again, in or, in, for salvation— I'll sort of repeat what you were saying there and and maybe put it in my own words too, but if repent or repentance, if it means to change your behavior, if it means to turn from sin, and if we have to repent in order to be saved, which we do have to repent in order to be saved, but if it means to change your behavior or turn from sin, then salvation isn't a gift. You know, it's not by grace, it's it's by our works, and we have something to boast about. But if it's simply saying, you know, I have thought previously that my works, my law-keeping, or my good works were going to, you know, I was going to be able to present these to God, and he was going to say either, you know, your good works are good enough or your good works aren't good enough— And, you know, so in the end, I would think, well, hopefully my good works outweighed my bad works. And so by uh, turning from sin, I've been saved. Yeah, I can't do that then it's not a gift it has to be grace or it has to be works it can't be both if it's works then grace is no longer grace paul said and if it's get and if it's uh grace then works are no longer works <laughs> and and so the question comes up with a lot of people so are you saying that it's okay to sin that you you don't have to turn from sin we're not saying that at all we're, we're saying that repentance that leads to salvation has nothing to do with our behavior. Yes, we're saying that. But in our lives as believers, here's our identity in Christ. Our identity is righteous, holy, justified, sanctified. That's our identity. Sin doesn't fit. And so it's, it's a natural thing for us to turn from sin. It's not a requirement in order to maintain who we are. Rather, it's a response to God, and it's a response to who we know that we are in Christ. And so what do we do when we sin? Do we need to keep on turning from it and turning from it and turning from it in order to be saved? No. well, here, you know, Andrew Farley was in town a couple months ago, and I think he gave the simplest illustration of what a Christian should do when they sin. He was standing on the stage, and he was walking in one direction as if he was, okay, I'm walking in the direction of sin. So what do I do when I sin? Here's a novel idea. Stop. So he's yeah. he, on the stage, he stopped. Do a 180. Turn around and walk in the other direction. So on stage, he turned around and started walking in the other direction. When you sin, that's what you do. It's not about keeping or maintaining your salvation, it's about walking in that way is stupid, it's dangerous, it's harmful, no good ever comes from sin, and so stop it, turn around, go the other way. That's who we are in Christ. And when you start walking the other way, you realize this is who I am in Christ. That other way doesn't fit me, this way does. Uh, The way of righteousness and holiness and all of that. So, you know, we're not saying it's okay to sin. We're not saying don't turn from sin quite the opposite, but it's all in a different context. Yeah,
0: repentance goes deeper than that, uh, that that change of mind. Well, people will say, well, a change of mind will result in a change of behavior. Well, that That's really taking the definition of repentance to a place where it's just and that's just not there. right. Um, but I like what you said there, Joel, because some people just think you know, grace gives people a license to sin. Did you know that Jesus is grace personified? He was the manifestation of grace, where the law came through Moses, Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. Uh, Titus chapter two, that it's it's grace that encourages us inspires us to live godly righteous lives Um, it's grace that empowers us to do that it's not the law Um, so yeah sin is bad it's always going to be bad it will bring pain and suffering and heartache and all kinds of problems in this life Um, not to be confused with your relationship with God but it will cause problems in this life and it should be avoided Uh, and this occurs best when we trust in the life of God in us instead of our own willpower, our own self-improvement program, or, or even the law and commandments, because by following those, uh, sin will simply increase. People will end up sinning more by trying to follow the command. That's why the law was given. And so we repent, we, we, we rethink about, the, if we were Jewish especially, and Jesus came to tell us to repent, uh, we, we rethink about where we are under this covenant and begin to consider something new and better.
1: Yeah, I hope I hope people see the difference there, the difference between a, a behavior modification program in order to maintain righteousness with God or in order to even be saved. Because, like you were saying a little bit ago, you know most Christians agree that we're saved by grace through faith, apart from works. Now there are some who will misuse scriptures like uh, James who says well faith without works is dead they'll take that way out of context and and say that we do need to do works in order to be saved but for the most part believers agree that uh, there's nothing that we can do to be saved Uh, but somehow that changes once we come to Christ (laughs) once we come to Christ uh, suddenly uh, well we're saved by grace but now you got to do works to maintain this thing you got to keep turning from sin in order to maintain it well of course that's nonsense Uh, again it's good to stop doing all that uh, sitting, <laughs> it's good to stop, but it's uh, it is it's not a requirement for salvation. It's just a good thing to do, and, it's, and it represents who we are in Christ. Well, switching gears a little bit next week. You know, they say the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. But what about the T-I-T-H-E? Is the tithe for me, <laughs> and is it for you? That is... Coming up next week, maybe we'll do more than one week on that, on Growing in Grace.
0: This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.